From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. Nudists, some of them, love mac and cheese. Wait, what? What is even going on anymore? It's just so infuriating every time we do these. Let me go get a glass of milk, some of my chocolate chip cookies, and good old supermarket sweep. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Here we go. At the dramatic opening of the Lightning games. All right. You've been to Tampa, right? Before? I've been to Amalie Arena, however you say it. Thoughts? Uh, They do hockey the way it's supposed to be done. None of this nonsense like they do for the Knights games. Downtown Tampa stinks. Well, because it's really that downtown is not really the downtown. That's, it, not the, that's not the entertainment district. Sure. It's yeah. awful. It's quiet. Terrible. You have to go over to Ybor City. Sure. Or just walk up and down. Is it Dale Mabry? The, yeah, the, just look the, at the, the Yankees uh, Yankees Park, Buccaneerland, and then just strip clubs. Yeah, some famous ones too right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, downtown I was very enthusiastic there. about that. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know the area. I went to the uh, – I also I went over there, and I also went to the original Outback. The first, original? First ever, yeah. Okay. Checked it out. That hit the original Hooters out in Clearwater. Sure, I've I been that's there. Where the original was been there also. Yep. Uh, it's there's not much going on. It's not it's not great. I don't love it. Uh, arena, it's fine. Not great either. Okay. Uh, you were teasing big breaking news out of the Angels game. Oh yeah. Is it really big breaking news? Of course. It, uh, I feel like you're misleading us. On Twitter, it is all okay. that anybody's talking about. All right, we got another <laughs> sticky stuff situation. Uh, not quite. I think more. Not, I guess it's kind of sticky. Okay, what happened? Uh, Dylan Bundy's pitching for the Angels. He steps off the mound and just starts vomiting. Yeah, I saw that. He starts exploding like a like Team America. I was gonna say Team <laughs> America vomit that that level of <laughs> yes. vomiting. And then the trainer, the best I was showing you when he he first stepped off and started vomiting. The trainer comes out. He's got like a weird like uh, look on his face, like what's happening. And then Bundy just leans over and does it again. <laughs> he's like, wow. all right. So they took him out of the game. I wonder what he what's wrong with him. I don't know. Not good. He's nervous. I mean, if you're the trainer, you're like, that could be COVID vomit. Um, if you're the umpires and you're doing what baseball is supposed to do, don't you get a sample of the vomit to see if there's sticky stuff in it? I would think so. Maybe he felt like they were going to check and he was like swallowing a bunch <laughs> of sticky stuff. <laughs> he it, swallowed well, pot. Let me tell you, that, the color of that yak, that vomit, <laughs> is what I like. That's what I think they're putting on the baseball, that color. Something, something like that. Also, when I'm telling you, when I first saw it, I was like, "He's vomiting sticky stuff." He might be. Um, wow, it, it really, folks, Adam, send that out. I mean, it's going to make your dinner. <laughs> he, he really, it really is Team America level vomit. I was trying to see who who was hitting uh, for the Yankees at the time. Uh, was it? Oh, it was Lemayhu, I think. Okay, who was hitting? And he's just like looking out. He's like, "Come on, what are we doing? This is ridiculous. We're trying to get on track here. Let's go." <laughs> So disgusting. So Dylan Bundy is out. You can't vomit yes. that aggressively and stay in the game. You can. They didn't let him. They pulled him out. And uh, also, you're so happy in the first inning. Shohei Otani home run. So what God, else? He's unbelievable. He's great. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. You know, we get suggestions all the time to get back to our old Cofield Cinema, right? 
worst name ever, but we used to talk a lot of TV and movies, and uh, it seemed like we uh, we got a little busier since sports came back. Uh, I can't get you guys to watch anything now. I don't know what you're watching anymore. Nothing. I sent you I sent you a text. Most of them you ignore, but I sent you a text last week, and I was like, dude, you have to watch This Is Pop and the first episode on Boys to Men. You're gonna love it. I, I, I need get to ghosted. Watch it. Nothing. I get no answer. I've been doing some other things this week. Uh, you're right, though. I do need to watch it. I will. You're watch gonna it. love it. I'll, I'll dispute. Oh, well, I'll dispute that they're pop, but that's fine. Oh, you're gonna dispute that because they use the term I use all the time a lot. Oh no, I boy can't band. Watch. I'm out. I'm out now. No, you're gonna be in. I'm you're not gonna understand. Gonna, I'm that not they gonna had, allow they the slander. Boy band, they made a transition. No. They were so big, they busted out of that genre. They're not on that. Genre. They were modeled after New Edition. So how is New Edition not the first boy band? I, no one said that Boys to Men was the first boy band. All I've ever said is they were a boy band. They weren't though. They're not. They okay, actually well, are just, not even. I'm not using past tense. Okay. They're still. They're still going at it strong. They're an R&B group. They're not right now. But originally, the concept was they were going to be a boy band. They were <laughs> following in the, in the freaking tradition of New Edition. Who's also an R&B group? Okay. I just, dis- I'm just I saying just this distinguish- constant argument about their labeling. Yes, I distinguish between okay. R&B and pop. All and right. pop, has, boy bands are pop. There's so many good episodes. Another one revolves around T Pain. I thought this was tremendous. You guys haven't watched it. I, I'm not going to give away the whole episode for the audience that is, didn't watch. I'm going to ruin it right now. Is this is this where he says he got depressed from Usher? He got depressed. Well, so T Pain, play, play a little T Pain, right? Freaking awesome, right? It's awesome. It's fun. That, that, that. Here we go. Here we go. Don't do it. It's got 165 million downloads or views on YouTube. It's fun. It's great. It ruined the music. No, it did not. And Usher can shove it. Usher, and again, I'm not going to ruin. Anyway, something happened with Usher. T-Pain, when they do this piece on T-Pain, it's about auto-tune, and it's become this dirty term. And as you find out, in the episode, he didn't do anything different. He just took it to another level and used it a lot. A but lot. it's like the dirty secret of the music game for at least 20 years before him. And he's got this bad rap. It's bull crap. First of all, think about what this guy did. Because he had some other good songs. T-Pain, right? Here's just some rando cover of that that someone did. You Like, listen to the writing. Listen to the right the lyrics. Listen, this is great. Baby girl, what's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink. And then I'm T-Pain. You know me. Convict music, Nappy Bowie. I know the club. Close at three. What's the chances of you rolling with me? Back to the crib. Show you how I live. Let's get drunk and forget what we did. I'm about so beautiful. That's a good song. So what if it's if it's auto tune to make it some mega hit? That's great. Correct. It's not. It's not terrible. That would okay. have been a better song. It's an, it, is that T Pain? Yeah. 
Yes, of course it is. Okay. Yes, I was trying to fool you. <laughs> he can sing too. I, of course he can. Then why did he why did he do the other way? He didn't it's ruin awful. it. Yes, he did. It was it, it did boffo business. One of your guys, Kanye, like freaking he used it. Of course he did. I'm telling you, I don't want to ruin the whole thing. Some that the I'm not going to ruin it. I'll just say this. Is this it episode was, two? It was a dirty secret, right? What's that episode? Is this, is this episode two? I think it might be Bob? four or three. I don't think it's just I, I I lost track. It might be two. It's awesome, and it's what that. This is why documentaries are made to tell you a story you thought you knew what the story was, or maybe you don't know about the story at all, and then you come out of it, you're like, "Well, that was bullcrap." T Pain got screwed. He's a genius. He is. Well, I think he could have been just fine being T Pain. Watch it. Okay. No, watch it. Okay. That, and that, that's that was part of it. It's like. I'm not breaking through doing this, so let me try something new. He tries something, and then it's been like universally mocked ever since. But what he was doing was actually very, very cutting edge. Sure, I, and, I and he and he should still be coveted as someone who works in music. Absolutely, he still does. Whoever thought I would sit, come in one day the and do like T-Pain. five minutes on T Pain and be like, because I, you know what, I used to mock on the Dolphin song that he does, and now that I think about it, I'm like, I love that Dolphins version. <laughs> You love T Pain. You're a T Pain guy. You know what? I swear to God, I now I'm like it's my new kick. You're such a jerk. Yeah, I you knew love we were going to do that. And then, and then Mr. DJ over here is going to do the same thing. Yeah, Watch it. You love Pitbull too, though. So you. Have, I don't. You, I don't love done. Pitbull. I defend Pitbull because the SO likes Pitbull, and that's the only reason. Okay. I don't love Pitbull. Next week we're doing Britney Spears because she uses more pitch correction than anyone on earth. She's hashtag, a horrendous singer. Hashtag free Britney. And you love her. So yeah. keep it moving. <laughs> And I won't even mention from that This Is Pop episode that uh, one of my heroes was actually the real culprit in autotune. Oh, boy. I actually, I'll also say I could not give a darn less about Britney's music. <laughs> Number four. Oh, boy. What do we do? Let's go back to our, our old standard. I was going to say talk politics, but it's not politics. This is about going to a game and watching the Armageddon, the chaos ensue with some of your favorite people. You you actually had a run-in. You had a run-in at this spot. It's the parking garage at any game. Yep. Because between maybe over-officious parking lot enforcers, right, the security guards, between them being over-officious and then people not following rules, you, you have everything you need for a complete meltdown, boil over. Sure you do. And I'm what was usually, your issue? What did you had one in? Uh, you had one in Arizona, didn't you? Uh, yeah. It, it, well, it was on both gates, and it's the same garage we're just about to talk oh, about. Good, good. Both gates were like, "This isn't the right gate," and I'm like, "There's two. It can't be neither." Like that guy said, go to this one. You say go to that one. It's got to be one of them. Wow, I think you're going to be on the side of the I'm Glendale a- mayor who got all pissed off at a uh, at at a parking lot attendant. Uh, apparently threatened him. The parking lot attendant's like, "All right, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to show up to the city council meeting and I'm going to tell the story to the rest of the city council. And the mayor's going to have to sit there and listen." Nabauer said his job was to make sure people safely exit the parking garage. And after June 12th's UFC fights, he claims Mayor Wires started trying to go around cars to get out faster. He was going fast enough he would have rear-ended the people that were stopped in front of him. I yelled at him to stop and head out the north exit. He pulled up alongside me. He rolled the window down. He said, can the attitude. You don't want to get started with me. 
Well, I replied, you don't want to get started with me. Go out the north exit the way I'm instructing you. That's when Nabauer said he would call more security because the mayor was holding up traffic. And things escalated. He then told me to eat and die. My response was appropriate. It was you. Get out of my garage. I found out later from a hotel employee that when he got to the top of the ramp there, he told the employee that the guy in the garage should be terminated. I'm the mayor. I was about to get out of my car and kick his Nabauer says the mayor's office called Gila River Arena asking for him to be terminated after the incident, though he was not. Come on. It's <laughs> great. It's the delivery that makes it. I love this guy. Because it just does not sound like he's lying. No. And then oh, no. the mayor didn't say a peep the entire time and fight his own behalf. I don't think he's allowed to. Ooh. During public comments? Yeah. When does that stop other people from doing That's that true. during public comments? That's they start true. shouting down, public servant, shout us down when we show up to, <laughs> you know, to bring, bring up the legit concerns like the mayor threatening to kick someone's ass and then get them fired. But it's perfect to go to public comment and make the mayor listen to you do this in front of all the city council <laughs> who's probably like, yeah, the mayor's a jerk. I've experienced this before. Uh, Neubauer, the parking lot attendant at Gila River at that arena, was not done. Sir, if you'd like to kick my ass, I'd be happy to meet you at any boxing gym in the valley. We'll put on the gloves and get in the ring, and I'll give you a shot at the title. Mayor Wires ended the meeting abruptly after. Okay, folks, with that, uh, the adjournment, there being no further business for this council tonight. I'd like to thank everyone for, well, most everybody for attending tonight's meeting. We asked the city for comment on the incident, to which they said the mayor is not providing comment at this time. Oh, is that right? He had a lot to say in the garage? Real quiet now? <laughs> they, by How the way, awesome is that? Both of them, and it, you can tell by their voice anyway, but both of them have to be late 50s, early 60s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I would say the parking lot attendant was probably, yeah, they're both, I, I would say they're both in their early 60s, if not mid-60s. I feel like the guy Neubauer was in some sort of, like, law enforcement or the military. Kind of the way he delivered oh, yeah. was very composed. So well, I like the let's put on the, put on the gloves and you can have a shot at the title. Let's have a so, shot at the title. And if you're saying that, that means you think you can whoop his ass. Well, you're you're proclaiming yourself champion. Yep. You want a shot at the belt? Let's go. Ah, uh, please. I know. I know your big thing when you go on the road is to go visit like the horrors of U.S. crime. Oh, I'm finding this guy. Can you please find him? Of course. Are you are you going to side with him and go? Hey, great job. Or are you going to tempt him to yell at you? Well, let's see how he handles it. If he if he again tells me that I can't go into either entrance, when I, clearly it's it supposed was him, to be one. Do you think it was him you got in a clash with? No, I don't think Do you want to show you a picture? No, it wasn't him. I've seen, I saw the video. Okay. Uh, no, I don't think it was him. If it was, I'd come for a shot at the title. All right, we got a story lined up for next season. You want to fight me, bro? Let's go. You'll, you'll, Stop you'll, picking on the old man. That's radio, Adam. <laughs> in person, Adam. Come on. I'll give him a shot at the title. Number three. Ed Graney with a column this weekend, our morning host here on ESPN Las Vegas, talking about VGK fans, quote, Golden Knights fans are spoiled. Hmm, okay. Factual? <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about this since day one. This is a team that, as, a, as an expansion team that was picked to finish last, goes to the Stanley Cup final. They've been in the playoffs every year. They've been in the semifinals at least uh, three out of the four years. Of course the fans are spoiled. Of course they are. And if, if somebody denies that, they're just lying. They're great fans. 
they know what they're supposed to be seeing. They're great fans. Yeah. And as as was pointed out, I don't like the word spoiled. That's a that's a negative word. Well, as as, as was pointed out on uh, Twitter by the, some of the comments on this as I was reading through, people were like, "Well, you who knows if they're good fans?" Which I've said I've said since the beginning. I don't know if you're a good fan. You're not a good fan until you're there for. Bad times. I would argue that if you're not there for bad times, you're a good fan. You won't tolerate bull crap like that. Well, now they, they could go into bad times because now there's really no excuse. Don't don't let the roster go too old. Uh, I don't think Foley is ever going to choose to not compete. He's not going to be Hal Steinbrenner. He's not. You know, that's always the worry with no, the second it, the second generation of the of the zillionaire owner. The kids are like, eh, who cares? Sure, but at, at some point you have to make a decision if you're going for it. If you're playing for the future, uh, you can't. You can't just keep selling off your future for okay. to try to win now, and like at some you're point not, you're, you're going not to suggesting they're in a position now where they have to start worrying about. No, no, but like right now, I saw people, and part of the column was, and he was using his wife as an example. Who, I, I, I like that he does this because he uses his wife. His wife follows like the message boards and the Facebook groups and all that stuff, and she's the same voice that a lot of other fans have. Mm-hmm. And after the series over, was like, why did we? Why did we trade Suzuki for Patrick and like that—that's what it is. But like at some point, you're like, are we winning now or winning for the future? What which one are right. we doing? Boy, Ari's here to listen to Adam talk about the fans. Sometimes some of the stuff you say, Wait, you what? think the same thing about Granny's wife. Wait, what? That they're morons. No, she she has the same opinions that a lot of other people do. But it's true. Like at some point, you do have to decide if you are yeah. like, are you playing for the future or are you playing for now? And they have decided they are absolutely playing for now, as they should. Like they are a team that absolutely can compete. So why wouldn't you trade off some of your future mm-hmm. for to try to win now? And why wouldn't you do it again now? Like right now, you're in a position. You're one of yeah. the better teams in the league. You're going to win the division next year, no matter what. So acquire assets for the playoffs. Sell off some of the future. But at some point, you do have to pay the price for that. Yeah. Like you were talking about the Yankees earlier. Well, all their farm system's gone. Well, you're trying. You're trying to go and, and get it now. And so the Golden Knights are going to be in a position. At some point, you're going to be like, wait, what happened to all these? Assets we had for the future. Oh, you traded them to try to win right now. And if you don't get it, you do have to pay the price at some point. You're going to be bad. And we'll see what the fans are when they're bad. If they're not making the playoffs, are you still selling out? Are you still, hey, this is the best environment in all of hockey? Who cares if they're not very good? We'll see. And let's let's give the whole story. Graney's column was headed by the Golden Knights fans are spoiled. And that's a good thing. Yeah. And he did explain it throughout the story. Of course. Number two. You, you thought I was going to leave that out, huh? I, mean, I thought people could go read it. You think people are going to watch the Stanley Cup final? No. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Why not? We were watching it. It's on right here. Yep. Um, I mean, I think that also tells you, uh, you know, the old argument, is this a hockey town or a VGK town? I think it's a VGK town. Like, what is the, what are the ratings going to be in Vegas? I'm very interested in that. I don't think very good. Um, but I don't think in general it's going to be very good. We talked about this. It's a Canadian team, which eliminates a lot of the American audience against a team in Tampa Bay who, you know, the fans there, I think, are behind the team. It'll probably cheer for it a little bit. And maybe in Florida, a little bit better ratings than usual for a Stanley Cup. But, you know, are people in the Northeast? I guess they got Montreal. Are people in the West watching it? Probably not. Um, and this is a, a rare case where you have two Eastern teams playing. Because of the way the divisions were set up this year. So, yeah, I, I think the rating is going to be pretty awful for this. Number one. So, we'll continue with the joke. Max Scherzer might be cheating. So, Major League Baseball went and got Hector Santiago. Again, back to the old line from, you know, Tark. Whatever blue blood was cheating, and they're going to go after, you know, Cleveland State. 
They never go after the big boys. Well, they went after Scherzer, or at least Girardi did. Right. Hector Santiago got caught. He's on the Mariners. And he says he he, did, he had no sticky stuff. It was all rosin. It's got service of managers. Like, it was like 90% humidity. He's got it all over him. <laughs> right. We don't cheat. That's what he said. He said, our guys are doing the right thing. We follow the rules. Okay, well, they're going to test it. We'll see. I mean, that, that's why they're doing this, right? Yeah. And so we'll, we'll find out what it is. And here's the thing. Uh, if you want to do it on a results-based study, we can watch the best pitchers in baseball and what they do the rest of the season. Yeah. And if it was sticky stuff, that was making them so good, which will bring it back with Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole did not have a good June. He got destroyed yesterday. I mean, I watched after they got blown away in the first inning. I was watching the rest of his start, and they kept him out here just to get the pitches in and get five innings. He, he looked fine. And, like He was pretty dominating after a bad first inning, but his numbers are down. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Swing and a high deep drive right field. Watch this baby carry. It is gone into the bleachers. Rafi Devers with number 19, a three-run shot. Boy, the Red Sox continue to pound the Yankees early in the game. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. 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 Hey, Garrett Cole getting crushed. We're going to talk to Josh Towers, former Major League pitcher, in just a couple minutes about Sticky Stuff Scandal and what's developed here over the last three, four weeks. Yeah, did you see that? That uh, when Cole was just getting crushed in the first inning? Oh, yeah. Kike Hernandez knocking him around. Devers, J.D. Martinez. And Cole's numbers were down this month. Four six five ERA, some of the you know worst innings he's had. It's not complete devastation, but Buster Olney had a story today about how closely this is now being tracked. Where like the legitimate term is when you're scouting, um, you know even future opponents, but scouting for trades. When you're scouting college baseball, high school, getting ready for the draft, pitcher is this a sticky stuff guy? Not easy to say. But, like, who who needed this stuff to excel? I don't know. Only wrote a re- his story was really weird because it was like, this source says this, but he, it like, didn't name anyone. It was like, this, you know, uh, reliever in the AL East, they believe, is going to, you know, he's having a lot of trouble controlling things at the top of the zone now. You know, this slugger who's only hitting, you know, 200 this year, a lot of people are eyeing him because they believe Without the sticky stuff, curveballs are going to be down around Major League Baseball, so a lot of people have interest in him because they think he's going to have a, a big second half, which all makes sense. Sure. It's, it's all it's all fascinating and, and um, intriguing to follow and to try to pay attention to, but it's impossible to track, and, and it's impossible to, to like pinpoint who is, who isn't. Um, and and I, I, you know, the unfortunate thing, I guess, is there's going to be guys lumped into it that just happen to struggle. And then you'll be like, oh, clearly that guy was doing it. Like he just, He's just struggling right now. Same thing happened with the steroid here, right? Sure. Yeah. And that's why it's really hard to say, oh, that guy is, that guy isn't. I know that guy's not doing it. How do you know? You don't know anything. There's suspicions. And there's going to be just like this. And as you're pointing out, there's going to be you know, people willing to say, um, you know, without attributing it, okay, this guy is, or this guy is suspe- suspected of it, or... You know, we think this guy, or if you pay attention to this, you'll see that this guy's doing this. But you don't know. Mm. Yankees 0-6 now against the, the Red Sox. Fourth place in the AL East. In 
the division, they're 17 and 24. So this is not good. And this isn't a boohoo Yankees. They they constructed a they built a weird team and they built a weird pitching staff where they were heavily reliant on guys who have been hurt a flawed, recently. Flawed lineup. Right? Well, I mean the lineup's flawed too. But I, the hitting, I don't think the hitting is their biggest issue. I mean, if, when you start to lose some of these guys right behind Cole, and then Cole's not supernatural, well, then you're going to slip. And the Tampa Bay Rays, one of the great stories in baseball. They just keep doing it. It's amazing. It's, cr- it's crazy. So many good prospects they bring through the pipeline. Um, yeah, it's been it's been nuts in the AL East. All right, well, let's get into the uh, sticky stuff scandal. Josh Towers coming up, former pitcher in the major leagues with the Blue Jays. With the Orioles, and we'll get his depth of knowledge, you know, going back to when he played and how prevalent it was then, and if he's, you know, on the side of the pitchers and what's going on right now. Have something to say? Tweet at Steve Goldfield or call 702-364-1100 now. Back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. All right, Lightning out first. Game one of the Stanley Cup Finals, one nothing. Right, we'll get details on the goal here in a second. Talking baseball, Adam Hill is here. It's Cofield. You hear Joey Gallo. Joey, hometown guy. Actually, uh, 14, 15, and 16 this weekend as he uh, starts to move into the 220s with the average. See if he can put together a monster season for the Rangers. He might be moved. Asking price is high, but he might be moved. All right, let's get into the pitching end of things because this uh, sticky stuff discussion and scandal has been going on for a month. We all know it's been going on a lot longer. Josh Towers pitched in the major leagues and gives us a couple of minutes today on Cofield and Company. Josh, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, buddy. How are you? We're good. We're good. So... Let's just go to the overarching topic here. What do you think of this sticky stuff scandal and the way baseball handled it, making this rule change in the middle of the season? I think like normal, baseball handles it as bad as you can ever handle something. <laughs> uh, our commissioner and baseball as a whole are very good at handling things wrong, and all it does is escalate stuff. Um, it's uh, The thing that bothers me, Steve, the most is we're assuming that every pitcher uses something always. Yeah. And it's 100% false. I mean, there's a few guys that use stuff. Uh, and, and the truth is, the reality is, is we're just looking for, I just want to hold the ball. I just want to be able to control the baseball. I'm not, I can't put anything on the ball that's going to cause it to really move and do stuff that, that manipulates the hitter. Uh, I'll find a way to get the ball scuffed during an inning when you're not paying attention to do that. Um, but it, it gets tough at times to grip these balls. These umpires don't rub them up. The clubhouse attendants. Don't really rub them up. Halfway through the game, they're all white anyways because uh, we get them out of the game so fast. And uh, it's blown way out of proportion. But like you said, um, the history of the baseball, we've been trying to use something to grip it. So it's, it's never going to change. So, I mean, how much, if, if guys were putting on it, just how much do you think it could help if they were to be doing something? Well, that's the thing. That, 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 that sticky stuff, that uh, spider tag, whatever they're calling that, uh, if you think we're really using that on a baseball, then you're an idiot because it's impossible for you've seen everybody grab that stuff and it sticks off and it's holding things. That would be impossible for us to put on a baseball and actually be able to throw the baseball. 
and to be able to hide it like we do. So um, that that stuff is it's just foolish that people really think that's going on in baseball. Now we've heard people talk about um, suntan lotion and rosin. That works well. That that actually does give us a grip that kind of sustains for a little bit. Um, but it's hard because you got to hide this stuff, and there's only so many places you can hide it. And it's funny when I watch them, you know, check the pictures coming off, and they're checking their belts. Uh, and it's like I'm never going to put it in an area where you honestly think I'm going to put it. Um, I can make that stuff the same color as my white pants and put it on my thigh, and you wouldn't even notice. So. It, 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 it's kind of crazy that Major League Baseball really doesn't have a clue what's going on, but they're embarrassing the game by checking these guys the way they're checking them. So we saw we saw one one guy caught, and that's it so far of all the guys that that's they're weird checking. To me, by the way, I can't believe somebody was caught. Right. Well, it, it is weird, but he said, "Hey, it's just rosin." Like, would rosin be sticky in your glove? Um. No, I think uh, I'm not. Yeah, I think it would need something added to it to actually make it sticky. Like, I never used the rosin behind the mound because it didn't do anything. It was just a waste of time. <laughs> um, but I guess depending on how much you sweat and other things, like, some people like it. I, I just personally didn't feel like it did anything. But, again, like, you know, I can combine rosin with a couple things and put it on my uniform, and it, and it becomes sticky. Like, you know, one of the things I would do is I would grab hitters' bats between innings and just kind of hold it because it was such a dry day that you couldn't feel the ball. But by the time I got to the mound, that already went away, and so it didn't really help. Like, I needed, like, if you were able to blow on your hand and create moisture, that helps. If you lick your hand, it just dries it out faster. Um, so, again, I would think that with Santiago, I think something else needed to be added to it. But at that time, there's no way this, with it being so prevalent right now, that, like, he's going to go out there and cheat and, and try to get away with it. So, I do think that there's more to the story because I don't think anybody's that crazy at this moment. So, he's a veteran. Yeah, 10 years. He's, he's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess the other aspect of this, and you're, you know, you're pointing out how crazy it is that we're going through this you know, each and every game and uh, all these pitchers are being checked sometimes multiple times. Uh, can, yeah. it, can it mess with guys' rhythm? Like, is it getting in guys' heads that they're you know, having to go through this every couple of innings? No, no, no. You know, if I'm if I'm in the middle of an at bat and you do it, yeah, I'm gonna get pretty pissed off, yeah. and then dudes will start getting drilled for sure. Uh, I love when Max Scherzer threw up and in at the young kids from the Phillies the other day. Are they? Uh, yeah, the Phillies. And he said it there in the interview, asked so and so if he liked that ball up and in, which you know, contradictory. Let him know that he was actually in full control of the baseball because he threw up and in on purpose. But um, I love that aspect of it because that's what's gonna happen. But I, I just think that again. Major League Baseball embarrass themselves. I mean, my boy Tyler Maggio makes his Major League debut with the Mets, and as he gets pulled out of the game, coming off the field, they check him. I mean, he's out of the game. Like, well, what is that going to do at this point? Checking uh, Scherzer three times during the course of the game is about as disrespectful as you can get. Checking Jacob DeGrom, I thought, uh, I, I just, I don't even have words to describe how crazy that was. And then, uh, all I can hope the other day was that they would check Shohei Otani being Japanese and knowing the Japanese culture, and they don't do anything disrespectful or cheat. I just thought that Major League Baseball is, yeah, man, you couldn't put a bigger black eye on our game right now. Josh Towers with us, former Major League pitcher. So you you don't seem to believe that this is going to change a whole lot as uh, some people who are using sticky stuff uh, get off it. I mean, there was a theory today floated by Buster Olney, one of the great baseball writers, that around baseball, well, uh, they think that uh, you know maybe those four-seam fastballs and then 
maybe curveballs at the bottom of the zone just aren't going to be thrown as much because of the lack of grip. Well, the good thing about it is, is we shouldn't be throwing high up in the zone anyways because that's a waste of our time, and hitters like it up there anyway. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if we can get rid of that and just pitch down on the bottom of the zone, down and away like Jacob DeGrom, we're going to see a lot more success anyway. So there's always there's always a... Um, there's always an adjustment to something. I, I, I think that that needs to be done anyways. I mean, Jacob DeGrom has simplified pitching to an extent that we can't even fathom what he's doing, and it was it's so simple what he's doing. So um, the thing I love, too, is, like, you know, they get called out. Garrett Cole gets called out. Josh Donaldson runs his mouth. And then the next day, Garrett Cole goes, oh, you think I need something? Watch this. And he's throwing harder than he ever did, and all his <laughs> metrics are off the charts better. And, and then, you know, he does that for a couple games in a row, and it's like, what do you guys got to say now? And, of course, you know, he had a bad game the other day, but, you know, that's going to happen. He mixes those in every now and again. So I think it's, again, all to do with nothing. It's just going to cause us to find other ways to be successful. And then, like I said, what what are the hitters going to say? What's Major League Baseball going to say when none of us are getting caught using anything and we're still dominating these hitters? Uh, then what are you going to say? At some point, we're, we're going to have to look at the approaches by the hitters and go, okay, they are awful approaches and – until they change hitting, is just going to be terrible. So elaborate on that. What do you think right now is awful in general about the hitting approach? Uh, there's no team aspect to hitting anymore. It's all individual-based, so I just care about myself. Uh, no one cares if they strike out Major League Baseball, and these teams don't care. So if I strike out, who, 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 like, what's the big deal? So it's runners at, you know, runner on third base, less than two outs, we see strikeouts all the time, and no one really flinches. And so... Uh, you're going to give me a huge contract at a young age if I hit a lot of bombs and show potential and I still K. So then I'm just, I'm basically just doing what you're telling me to do to get this long term deal. Um, and so what is it about? It's just the whole aspect of, of the way they pay them, the way we develop at the amateur level, the way the draft has been changed in the way that that I draft guys in predetermining these deals before the draft even happens, and then when I rush them to professional baseball. But I don't want to teach anything in professional baseball because I don't have time for this. And so I gave you a lot of money, but I gave Steve, I gave you nothing. So I'm not really worried about you, but I'm going to rush the kid I gave a lot of money to fast, and then he didn't learn anything about baseball in, in the minor leagues. But I'm, I'm going to get him to the big leagues quicker, but then where is he learning the game of baseball? Because he's got to learn it from somewhere. So then he's just watching videos on social media all day because our phones are 24 hours a day on us, and he's watching what other people at a higher level are doing, and he's following that, but he's never learned the game. And we're, we're lost right now. Baseball is big-time lost. Pitching will always dominate until the game is changed or taught more at the minor league level, and it's not. The draft has a lot to do with this, by the way. You'd have to think this is cyclical, right? Like People are going to wake up, and there's going to be a couple of organizations who are like, we're going to do it the right way, and we're going to win. Yeah, and, and you do still have a couple organizations where they're developing the correct way in the minor leagues, which is a beautiful thing. Um, but then again, we have so many people who are in control in different areas of baseball through, with, with organizations that have never played the game. And so when I sit there and, and you and I go through a bullpen and I'm teaching you about pitching in the game of baseball, and I'm my own analytic machine telling you what's happening with your pitches as it's happening, and then these guys are like, wait, how do you see that? Uh I'm so far advanced, but they have to go back to a computer and look, and then they see your numbers on a computer later and go, oh, this one, this pitch was off the chart. This pitch was really good. This one wasn't very good. And so what took me 
as you threw the ball to be able to tell you whether it was good, bad, and why, and the adjustments mean you make, they have to go back to a computer later on that day, make an adjustment, and then talk about it later. And they're always going to be weeks and days and months behind. And so then how does that help you improve? How did that help you get better? How did that help you in the moment when you had to make an adjustment? It doesn't. So we're, we're by people we hire, by the way the, the money's based, by the way we structure the draft, by I don't have time to develop. Well, you don't have time to develop if you don't know the game. So I understand that. We, well, all of this stuff is combined to make this game, well, let's just rush these big kids that we invest a lot of money into the big leagues to make us look good. And so we have a very young version of baseball with the most talented players ever, but with the inability to know how to play the game because they've never been taught. Good stuff from Josh Towers. Let, let's close on this one. I feel like I'm uh, like cuckoo on this one. Shouldn't Shohei Otani be the lead candidate for AL MVP? Vladdy Jr. is awesome. I mean, I'm going to just boil it down to Vladdy Jr. ain't pitching. I mean, like, do we have enough appreciation for what Otani is doing? Um, uh, if the season ends right now, Shohei Otani's walking away with the MVP. Vladimir's not even in the in the conversation. Um, well, what, what, his average is a little higher, which is nice. I respect his average, and he's he's obviously a great player. But they're not even on the same level of what Shohei Otani's doing in baseball compared to what Vladdy's doing. If Shohei didn't pitch, then yeah, we would be talking about Vladdy more, but. Uh, right now, in my opinion, this is not even a conversation. Josh, Josh, the odds right now, uh, Vladdy Jr. just passed Otani slightly. He's the favorite at even money. Otani's plus 110. Yeah, that's sportsbooks, though. That's not the uh, the voters, right? I mean, uh-huh. look at look at all the power numbers and look at everything. And then, again, look what Shohei's doing on the mound. Like, this is two players wrapped up in one that are both all-stars. Like, I, I don't know. To me, it's not even close. Am I crazy for thinking the Angels should just make Shohei, a full-time hitter. I mean, is it is it worth the risk to his health? Uh, do they get enough out of him as a pitcher to to have him as a pitcher and not a full-time hitter? Yeah, Steve, our careers are so short-lived anyways that uh, I think taking that aspect away from him, taking either one away would just would be too detrimental. I think what he's doing is so good for the game of baseball, and it's so good for the development and what we're going to allow future players to be able to, there's so many players in the past that should have always done this. We just never allowed it. Shohei is going to introduce a whole nother level of, of superstar to us. So no, I, I don't think we should ever take anything away from him at all. I think what the angels need to do is go hire somebody, whether it's a new owner or a GM who's willing to invest in pitching so they can be successful. Can you remember someone that you were around now that you look back and you're like, that was a two-way player. He should have been allowed to go two ways. Uh, there's been a lot, man. One of the kids I think about right away was uh, is Delman Young. He was first overall pick with the Rays. Yeah. Delman was throwing 95 off the mound in high school, and it was just fantastic. And so there's a, there's there's players like Delman. Obviously, Rich Ankill showed us that he was that guy. But And then there was a lefty with the Orioles that actually showed us that, too. Um, I can't think of his name, but he made it back to the big leagues as both. There's a lot of players that have that ability, but we always believe that, oh, you can't do both, and I'm going to let you hit first because you can always go back to pitching. We've just always been afraid, and we finally had this Shohei Otani kid come up from Japan going, uh, I'm only coming to America if you let me do both. Otherwise, no thank you. And they're like, uh, all right, I'll do it. And then he rewards them. So uh, I'm hoping it opens a lot more doors, man. And uh, was it Adam Lowen was the guy, right? Yes, Adam, that was it. And even Lorenzen for the Reds, but he hasn't had enough time to really 
get to the level of, of stud of both because he tried to do it at the big league level, although very talented. Shohei's been doing this his whole life. So it's a, there's a huge difference. You know, they didn't skip. Delman Young get, didn't get to pitch in the minor leagues up to the big leagues. So he lost a lot of valuable years where Shohei's been doing it his whole life. And so he's been able to build the strength both ways and, and continue the ability to do it. You know, him getting hurt and having surgery, you know, mo- most pitchers do anyway. So it's just the stress of, of how hard pitching is. Josh, that was a great spot, man. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Anytime, buddy. There he is, Josh Towers. That's pretty harsh on baseball. We'll build on yeah. on the way back. He's he's not an old guy either. <laughs> no, he's not an old guy. He's like they are screwing things up in terms of the way they develop and promote guys. The Cofield and Company crew is back tonight at ten thirty. It's John Von Tobel and Adam Hill with their Smarter Than You podcast. Watch at Steve Cofield on Twitter or on YouTube. Cofield and Company presents. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. One nothing. Lightning on top. Stanley Cup final game number one. So Montreal trails. Two minutes left in the first. Uh, by the way, we've got Suns and Clippers coming up here on ESPN. Las Vegas, was there just some commentary kind of banging on the Golden Knights? Well, apparently a couple of people just tweeted about the fact that the uh, uh, broadcast right now said uh, Tampa Bay is doing a good job getting to the front of the net with their forwards and creating some traffic in front for Carey Price to deal with, and that is something that the Vegas forwards weren't willing to do in their series, which, accurate? Yeah. They weren't willing to do it? I mean, that, maybe that's I don't I didn't hear so I don't know exactly what they said. That's yeah. what a couple of people characterized it as. Um, they didn't, so maybe they maybe they were willing and just never did or couldn't for whatever reason. But they you know they had a hard time getting traffic to the front of the net, and that that was something that made it a little too easy on Carey Price. Stick your hand in there, Dave. You know one of the next big events, and there's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. It's not the next big fighting event in town because we've got uh, McGregor here. But Wilder and Fury is going to be real interesting. What 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 is Team Wilder posting on social media? What is he doing? He, I, mean, I think he was trying to make the the claim that Fury isn't you know as as jacked as he is and is he's strong. not. You don't have to make the point. And he posted, he's a schlubby six nine guy. He was a brilliant defensive boxer. And then Wilder's doing like he's going to show off his bench press. And he he went for like a max. It looked like and couldn't get it. They helped him get yeah. it up. He's like bending his back. I'm, I don't lift weights, but I mean, you can watch it and go, that wasn't a victory. The bar's falling on him. Two guys are basically lifting it up for him. And they, like, why would you post that? I don't really get it. It, do, it, it doesn't even make sense with the promotion. No. He's the boxer. You're the brawler. I'm stronger than you. We know that. But you got to be able to hit him. 